This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those with participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools. We also want to thank CDWG for providing some of the equipment we use on the show. I am one of your hosts, David in Ark. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. And I'm Greg Moore. Woo, welcome to the show. This is our first show back after the holiday break. Glad to be here. It's Listen, the future uh, all over again. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you, you don't even know how funny that joke is. That's, that joke is... That joke. That just hey, went meta. That went very meta. That was that was actually kind of like one of those. If any of us ever invent the time machine, <laughs> we're gonna meet back here in five seconds. Okay. okay. Exactly. So uh, I guess we didn't. In joke <laughs> over. Yeah, in joke right. is over. Um, awesome. Uh, hey, listen. You're listening to radio.edutechguys.com, and uh, we're really glad to be here. Be sure to check us out on the web www.edutechguys.com. Uh, you can go to the bottom of that and catch one of our little. Uh, what's down at the bottom of that? Our little contact form. Make sure you do that. Also, is a link on our site. Do I have a pop-up that shows that takes you to our Facebook page, um, yeah. our Twitter page, and all the other goodies that we have out there? Uh, be checking back with the site soon. Lots of things are starting to happen this month and next month for us. Uh, just a little spoiler alert: there's some things that are gonna change with the EduTech guys, and uh, they're getting rid of me. No, <laughs> no, no, we're not. There's uh, there's, there's going to be some really cool things happen, and uh, it's going to be a, a fun time for us that's going on. Yeah, so, uh, so it's going to be awesome. Um, today, today on the show, yeah. yeah. Today uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about CES 2016. Con- That's what's uh, happening Consumer in Electronics Las Vegas. Show. That's right. You know, they say what happens in Vegas stays there, but this is CES. <laughs> it ain't staying there. It's being tweeted out and 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 yeah. uh, Periscope. My RSS feeds are just on fire. They're crazy. So, uh, but uh, we're going to talk about a few of the things um, that uh, are happening at CES and some of the cool things that. Well, some of them aren't so cool. <laughs> some yeah. interesting, some interesting things that we've learned about. Um, and then we also have a special guest today is Sabra Eaton, and uh, she is with Springdale Public Schools, and she's going to be on a little bit later to tell us about uh, some of the stuff that she does for them and also talk about ARC Ed Chat. Uh, so that'll be cool. Yeah, pretty um, exciting. So, yeah, so uh, I'll tell you what, let's, let's hop in to uh, some of the stuff going on at CES. And, and I'm going to start with one of the things that I've really been anticipating, um, really even since, I, I, from the time I saw the first version of it, is Oculus Rift. Um, Oculus Rift is virtual gaming headgear um, that allows users to interact with their computer systems. And today, finally, uh, you can pre-order the Oculus Rift. Uh, can I get it for twenty four ninety nine? You mm-hmm. cannot get it for twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> um, 
I, I will tell you, I think that's going to be one of the biggest ones. Now that you brought yeah. it up, I think that's going to be one of the biggest sticking points. I mean, I, that's that's one of the biggest... The price, yeah. Um, one of the biggest things that a lot of folks are kind of crying complaining foul about, yeah. or complaining about, right? It's the price point for Oculus Rift. So it's not twenty four ninety nine. It is instead... Well, I can't afford it. I'm going to fix... <laughs> well, you're not really the target and. audience for <laughs> Oculus Rift anyway. I'm just going to throw this out I play games. Right. I play Pac-Man. I play you, Pitfall. You <laughs> listen, you can't play your Earthworm Jim game with <laughs> Oculus Rift. Well, I, guess you I could. like Worms Armageddon. Can I play Worms out again? Uh, technically, yes. Armageddon? World Party, maybe. You're not getting Armageddon. what? No. What are you getting? Um, you're getting? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the price is the price is $599. Yes. $599. And... But you know, uh, you know honestly, how, how much is a Steam controller? Well, I like don't. fifty bucks. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> how much was the gun to shoot the ducks in the Nintendo game? <laughs> that was before oh, my no, time. That's a good that, point. That's, that was actually, was that? I think that was actually a couple hundred bucks. Wasn't it was really? Quite expensive. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. So well, you know, that's that, funny. I really hadn't thought of it from that direction. But I guess that right. would be. That's the way I look at stuff. Is really, how much was the Nintendo Power Glove? I'm sure that was <laughs> that went over great. I, I was just using mine last night. I, I, I think the price tag's still on it. Actually, not this kind of show. Um, so, uh, but uh, my my big thing is this: the the five hundred ninety nine dollar price point for the Oculus Rift. I, you know, there are. There are other <laughs> contraptions that do similar functions. Google Cardboard and you know, HTC Vive. But let me see Vive. you strap oh, Google Cardboard and the phone to your face. No, not going to happen. It, it will, and we'll have pictures. <laughs> <laughs> not from the device yeah, that's used, being used yeah, for the that, Google Cardboard. We could. You could take a... Not of your own face. How would that... Could you could you do a selfie inside Google Glass? Probably not. <laughs> that would probably not work out. So we, well. we digress. Oh. <laughs> and you get your screen really dirty. No. Oh. Okay, no, let's not do that then. Um, but uh, the first thing that, that pops into my head when I think of not really competitors but alternatives are things like the ViewMaster VR, um, which like that ViewMaster. Like, like the, the, the ViewMaster, yes. Like the ch ch with the film and the, the circle and <laughs> yes. that ViewMaster? That ViewMaster, yes. Wow. As, as a matter of fact, what's, what's really cool is um, you can buy add-on packs. I can't remember what they're called. Uh, Expeditions, I think is what they're called. Expeditions, huh? And they come like as the little disc. Now, oh, you don't put, man. You don't actually put it in the unit or anything, which I, I was kind of bummed. I thought that would be kind of a neat touch. But anyway. <laughs> so what you're saying yes, you can, you the real this. mastermind behind all of this is... The Viewmaster. View yeah, it's a, yeah, a Viewmaster. They actually own the VR. company. We just They just changed their name and rebranded themselves. <laughs> no, they're still the same name. Yeah, I so. assume. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's the same. So it's, it's the Master 21st VR. century Viewmaster. That's, yeah, yeah. That's I love now, now, I will say the, the big difference, of course, um, why well, I say of course, but folks listening may not know. One of the big differences is is that the Oculus Rift, it's an all-in-one. I mean, it's got the screen built in the whole yeah, nine and yards. It's got so I'm sure that's everything. part of the cost is the fact that you have an LCD screen. So, oh, yeah. Well, actually, and headphones technically, and I think it's two. <clears throat> or they did, did you they, use one No, they did vision? split it. Originally, it was one, and they split it. Yeah, so it actually have two LCD so screens. So it's got a coprocessor on board to handle all yeah. this stuff. So it's, it's quite it, – so, it's, I mean, it's, it's cost it's is actually pretty cheap considering that, you know, I mean, well, think about what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Apple Pencil's 100 bucks. Right. right. Well, and So, you know, it's an input device that right. doesn't have LED screens on it and they're, you know, it doesn't true. play music and, you know. That's true. That, and that's a good point. The, uh, whereas the um, ViewMaster VR, you have to put a device into it. So right. whether it's your phone or I think it even accepts the latest uh, form factor for the latest iPod Touch that ever came ah. out or whatever, you know. Um, and then, of course, it supports other similarly sized smartphones. That are like the four, I think it'll do up to five inches. Mm. Anything bigger than that, it doesn't fit. Right, exactly. Uh, heck, your eyes don't go that wide anyway, so. <laughs> your eyes don't I, go that wide. What do you know about my eyes? <laughs> but, uh, no, so, special so anyway, I, it'll be interesting to see how the consumer version of Oculus Rift fares uh, at once pre-orders are, are going. And then one of the other things I read was if you happen to have been part of the Kickstarter project, which, of course, now I'm kicking myself for not being a part of yeah. it. Um, you actually get a set of the of, of the, the of VR whatever, yeah. glasses, yeah, for nothing, That's or awesome. you know, for being part of the Kickstarter. How do they connect? I'm sure the, at a particular level. I mean, not, right. you know, if I get five dollars, <laughs> how do they how do they connect to the machine? Well, that's an interesting thing. I was looking at some of the information about the Oculus Rift, and now, I, so far as I can tell, it connects with two 
USB 3 ports and one USB 2 port. Really? Yeah. So the the PC requirements themselves aren't bad. Like you have to have an i5 fourth generation right. and 8 gigs of RAM and blah, blah, blah. Right. But at least two 3.0 ports they, and one USB 2 port. Are, hand, like, are they handling video over USB? I mean, that... I, I, I don't know. That, that, that is a good, that's a good question. That's I don't know weird. if it's doing... I don't know if it's doing like a mini HDMI or, or anything, mini but, port or whatever. you know, yeah, huh. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming not just because we're talking two USB three and then the one USB two. That's interesting. But that's a lot of ports on your machine that yeah. all of a sudden have to be taken up, you know, for this peripheral. Right. Exactly. I don't know. Very interesting. But, that's portastic. Portastic. But that also feeds into what, you know, your conversation about how much this thing costs. <clears throat> you know, not only does it have the screens on board and has to do the processing, Obviously, it's got some kind of right, graphics exactly, yeah. GPUs going on there. Yeah. So, you know, so, uh, you know, I guess when it's all said and done. 600 is not that bad, really. It's, it's not that well, bad. For, for people that game a lot. Oh, yeah. Right. Heck, it, whenever you spend, like, two, three times that for a graphics card alone. So. Uh, all right, all right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think people that are good. Well, I mean, that's, that's true, too, man. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you get, you know, if, if you go, now this is going to get geeky, but if you go high-end and then you... Crossfire or SLI, oh, gosh. Them, where now you're talking about two of them in tandem. Right. Yeah, you could blow twelve hundred bucks on a couple of video cards pretty easy. easy. So yeah. yeah, all right, okay. Yeah, I think it sounds good. It's not as expensive. I mean, initially, initially wasn't the price point like three or four times that cost? I don't know. Was it in the thousands when they were in development? I think so. What were the development? Kits I could have swore that one time I, it was like I 12, 1200 or twenty four hundred. If I remember, I, I, I think I, I do remember somewhere in twelve hundred range well, for the that development could be. kit. I, I, I don't remember. I, I don't either. You got to be, and I guess that you know this is interesting. How long it's taken for it to come out? As long as it's been around. Yes. Right. But you see, they've they've probably modified, modified, modified. Oh yeah, the, the, the well, kits, got yeah. the got yeah. the cost the cost down on production. So the production right. cost is. Right. But you know, volume. well, and they've gone through a couple of revisions. I mean, you know, the very first Oculus Rift that came out, I mean, it essentially looked like a box on your face. Sure. I mean, right. it was, you know, very rigid and rectangular and right. You know, well, you know, that's, and that's the cool term. part is that with <laughs> yeah, with Google Cardboard and what's happening in VR, you know, you're, their their market's pretty huge. Yeah, absolutely. And they're the ones that are now on the cutting edge of it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Until that one company buys it and tears it down, and then yeah, did face was it Oculus Rift that was bought by Facebook or was it uh, the HTC? No, I thought it was Oculus Rift was bought by Facebook. Are Some, you sure? Facebook bought one of the one of the. Yeah, VR. no, I know they bought one of the VRs, but I don't remember if it's Oculus Rift or not. And we are going to type Microsoft, away. wasn't it? Fran we're going to type frantically. And no, see it was it was Facebook. It was Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. So which is odd. Oh, it was just two billion dollars. <laughs> what a steal! What a steal. Just $2 billion. Oh, gosh, I could have Big not scrimped that up B. and bought them. <laughs> and a pinky. To <laughs> $3 billion. Okay, so tell me about the uh, – so that's pretty cool. Mm, yeah, very cool. I'm very excited about it. Uh, but anyway, so that's Oculus Rift. Um, in terms of education and the Oculus Rift, I'm sure at some point there will be some uh, programs, apps, games – interactive uh, applications that Virtual students will trips. be able to do, you know, kind of virtually. My, my concern is this, in terms of, of connecting it to education. You know, right now the hot thing is um, the Viewmaster VR. And the Viewmaster VR is like, I don't know, 30 bucks at the most. Wow. And, you know, granted, you also, I mean, you have to put a device in it. So you've got to put, right. you know, so you've got to put a phone like or a, I like think it'll even do the, yeah, yeah. It's like, a, it's like a beefed up version of Google Cardboard. Okay. It really so is. For those not familiar with what Google Cardboard is, no, it, you don't shoot things in it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's basically, it comes as a flat, uh, it looks like it's just a flat piece of cardboard and you fold it up and you can slide your phone into it and then strap it to your head. So it's, it's, it's just somewhere, that, uh, a quick way of putting, uh, your phone in front of your eyes. It also comes with like two lenses. It's I just think. Yes. one more yeah. thing to strap to your head. One yes, more exactly, thing to strap you know. to your head. Um, and so you know when you've got like the um, the that uh, ViewMaster VR um, again at, at about thirty bucks. Okay, yes, it doesn't do all the things that Oculus Rift does. I mean, Oculus Rift really is, is that the same ViewMaster that made like the it old is, like it is with the yes. circular film yes, looking thing. Yes. And, Wow. Yes. And as a matter of fact, you can buy add-on packs, and that's exactly what they look like. The circular <laughs> discs. Now, you don't actually put them in the unit, 
which is kind of disappointing. I remember going to my cool, grandmother's but, house yes. as like you know five years old and finding those amazing, as you know. And, yes. And then yes. they would get slightly out of sync, and you'd have this very yes. bizarre <laughs> headache-inducing. Yes. Which, if you've image. ever played with Google Cardboard, the same, same thing, thing can happen there if if the video that you're looking at is not quite. Yeah, that's the other thing Ooh. that I've that I'm not so sure about with VR is, <clears throat> I mean, over over the holidays I got Fallout Four, which is a you know yeah. it's a video big popular video game right now. And I got motion sick simply because there was minor view sway. And I'm not prone to motion sickness. I can sit in a car and read without looking up for hours at a time. And then minor sway of like, you know, the gun or whatever, the the interface elements was enough to cause me to feel nauseous after a few minutes. You are not the target audience. I am not the target audience (laughs) for for Oculus Rift. Yeah, no, I'd I'd probably look (laughs) at it before putting it on. Greg Greg would go face down into the table and break. That's the way we play it. Yes. All right, so enough Rift. Let's, uh, enough rifting the Rift. Rifting the Rift? I don't know. Anyway, um, one of the other cool things I saw is the TouchJet Wave. I don't know if you've, seen or heard of the TouchJet Wave, it's going to be released, I think, sometime in the summer. They've got a $199 pre-release cost on it, and it is a little uh, arm that you attach to the top of any television, and it turns that television into a touchscreen tablet. Oh, so it does like finger tracking or whatever. But Yes, it does finger tracking, and you run apps through it. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of so like, like a, an Apple TV right, exactly. type, and I'm you know well, using cool. it loosely, but yeah, uh, but for 199 bucks. So you're talking about, you're, I, I hear myself, um, <laughs> but no. So you're talking about um, this device that essentially I, you could go buy a 32 inch or whatever size right, you exactly, want regular television, right? Hang it on the wall in the classroom, buy this 200 dollar stick, put it on top, and boom, right. you've got an interactive. Uh, you know, you got an interactive television right. without the price. Right. I, I thought that was pretty cool. That it's, is pretty it's cool. A, it's a pretty I remember, slick little device. What was, what was the company that uh, was com- was essentially competing with Smartboard for a while? Not Promethean. It was, they had a... They oh, had like a, Mimeo. Mimeo, Mimeo. Yes, yeah. yes. So it's sort of like the modern version of the yeah, Mimeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, if I'm not mistaken, the, um, the uh, Wave, the TouchJet Wave, also has a camera built in for mm. Skyping and that type of thing. Interesting. Is it so, running Android or I, some I, proprietary I, something or another? I think it's Android. Okay. I think it's Android based. Nifty. I think so. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> or you can if I'm right. You're on the right. Exactly. Then you take all the credit. Okay. So um, I, I, something else. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Samsung's smart belt. Yeah. So Samsung has a belt, like a belt you wear around like your belt, waist. Belt. A Not, belt belt. Okay. Yes. Which, um, which uh, people are have taken to calling it the welt for the welt? wireless belt. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's, that's, uh, oh <laughs> no. The welts, Flashbacks yes. to yes, childhood. Yes, that's right. Childhood. No. Yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, with with this belt, though, uh, it does all the things or a lot of the things that uh, most modern-day fitness trackers do, right? Ah. It tracks your steps and your... It insults your weight stuff. and it says okay. you're doing terribly. And... All right. So close. Because... <laughs> It does measure your waistline. Well, that would make sense. I mean, I'm like, what, okay. what else is it? Good? It's going to measure your head diameter. Uh, right. I mean, uh, of course, you know, it's a belt. I, like well, I guess if you wanted to wear it, right? <laughs> something you else you could put on. You are incredibly arrogant. You need to work on that. <laughs> yeah, that's inappropriate. You have a big head. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I just, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So yesterday is when I first actually heard about this, and I heard about it on uh, one of the local news stations, and the one of the uh, news. Uh, uh, what he, they're not newscasters in the morning. Morning host. Mm. <laughs> he morning said. Shows, yeah. He said something to the effect of this. I don't know why that's needed. I have a perfectly good belt that does the exact same thing <laughs> based on the number of holes I can get exactly. into. Right? Like, and, yes. and there's the key right there. There it is. So, yeah. So, anyway. So, there is the smart belt. Smart. Uh, and speaking of all of this smart fitness stuff, there is the pit pat. The pit pat is basically a Fitbit for your dog. Pit pat is a Fitbit <laughs> for you. I You know, I think okay. I had one of those as a kid. This is not the future that I was pit promised. Pat? Where are the jetpacks? Where are the flying? I don't. I was not promised yes. pit pats for the Fitbits with the dogs and the. So, uh, yeah. So uh, there's pit pat, and of course, uh, there's all kinds of stuff happening in conjunction with uh, CES in Las Vegas. So you can. Uh, Hit Twitter and you follow can, hashtag. You can Google CES and you'll be, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of the, so, one of the ones that I saw that was released just recently is uh, 
It's a 3D printer from MCOR called the ARC or RK. I'm not sure. It's A-R-K, lowercase e. Little e. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and it's kind of interesting because unlike other 3D printers that either use a resin system where it dips into the resin and it builds up layers that way or the more traditional additive manufacturing where it's got a nozzle and it extrudes, excru extrudes? You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that word. Uh, melted plastic in layers, uh, this actually uses paper. And it prints out a layer of pr paper, and then it, it has an inkjet printer built in, so it's full-color 3D printing. You aren't limited to just a single, like, color of plastic. It p lays down a layer of paper. It cuts it out in the shape of that slice, prints on it so that it's full-color, and then glues it down, and then repeats. So Holy cow. It's got, every layer is as thin as a piece of paper. You know, that's, well, one, right, of the, that's... one of the things that you look at whenever you're looking at 3D printers right. is how small is the yeah. layer height because that makes it look jagged or whatever. Um, and it's full color, which is the other part about 3D printing is anytime you 3D print something, after you've finished 3D printing it, you have to go and paint it or just leave it as a single color. Whereas this is, it's, it's a really impressive full 3D, full color. Wow. I can only imagine that the school's going to get those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Coming uh, next week. It's Very still cool. pretty expensive. Previously, MCOR apparently made like industrial grade 3D additive printing stuff with the same sort of technology with paper layers. Um, and it was many thousands of dollars, whereas this one is still expensive at, uh, it's about $6,000. It's oh. $5,995. So definitely not, you know, something for... Like, oh, yeah, we're going to buy 30 of these and put them in every classroom. Right, but right. If you want to make really detailed, really uh, full color, very impressive 3D prints for whatever reason, it's, it's an interesting option. Um, That's cool. And can, com comparing it to some of the other 3D printers, it's anywhere from like the cost of two to three of those. So it's, it's expensive, but it's not like way extremely blown out of the ballpark or anything. Yeah. Wow, that is very cool. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, there you go. All right, so. Uh, Again, uh, you can check all that stuff out uh, by uh, following uh, CES. I was like, I don't know, it's three letters. What are they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of our babbling. Let's get to our guest, Sabra Eaton. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Awesome. I was like, oh, no, did we lose she her? Was like, I can't sit through this anymore. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> I think I, I maybe getting snowed in, but I'm still here. Oh, it's oh, snowed in. Okay, it's snowing up there? Well, snow, sleet, I'm not really sure. It's kind of it's All kind of trying stuff. to figure out what it wants to do besides be cold. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Man, well, I had no idea. We won't keep you too long because we don't want you to slip sliding away. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so do us a favor. Um, introduce yourself. Tell us about you, where you're working, what you're doing, and what's happening. Um, well, I am a teacher at Springdale School District. I'm at one of the middle schools at Sonora Middle School, which is one of the last middle schools that we've added to Springdale. Um, and right now I teach keyboarding, tools for learning, and intro to business communication and technology. So I'm a business teacher. Um, I've been a business teacher for five years now um, in this district and at St. Paul, Arkansas. I've been in adult education, so I kind of like to, I kind of like to do different things. But sure. I just, I love education. I love technology. I love business technology and kind of integrating all of that together. Cool. Very cool. That's awesome. That is awesome, man. But you see, I know you from Arcade Chat because um, I, I try to jump into Arcade Chat as as often as I can. So um, it's it's glad to yes. have a, a face and a voice to you know. The, twi the tweets. Yeah. <laughs> to kind of go with that, yeah. 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 So um, what's, what's the hot thing? Okay, we're right back after. Well, let's start at the beginning of the year. This year for you, um, what's been the hotbed topic with the kids? I mean, what's the big happening thing that your kids are doing and you're doing in class right now? Um, right now, our district, this is the first year that we're full student-led conferences we're really working on their portfolios and the students being able to take responsibility for their own education and really have a bigger voice and Springdale is all about you know every student can learn and we will teach every student and everyone counts and and one means one out of out of thousands and we want to make sure that we're reaching every single person and so that that goes back to relationships and that's one of the reasons I'm so thankful that I'm a part of this district is because we, we really do rely on those relationships with kids and, you know, we want to try to 
always push them to be the best that they can be. That's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. What are you guys using for a one-to-one? Are you using Chromebooks or iPads or Macs? Yes. Or? We, we're Chromebook one-to-one throughout the district um, from third grade to 12th grade. So we've, we do have that implemented. And then we're one-to-one iPad kindergarten through um, second grade. That's awesome. Wow, that's very cool. Are you using, uh, so I know you said portfolios and the kids are, are, are doing their own student portfolios. Are y'all using uh, Google Class and Google Apps for Education to, to make those and you know keep up with those? We do. Um, what I did last year for, for my school and really to kind of for the district or a lot of, a lot of people have ad- adopted something similar to what I created was I went into Google Drive and said, let's use Google Drive and we can house all of our documents there and then use whatever medium to show the parents that we want to. So if we want to create a slideshow, if we want to create a video, whatever we want to do, all of our artifacts will be in our Google Drive. Every year, I just have them create a, a folder that's that specific year for each student. And then depending on what level they're at, you know, there may be behavior goals, academic goals, and we get to goal reflect every week. So the students get to reflect on what they need to do, where they need to be going, and how they're going to get there um, throughout the year. And then we also do, you know, student work, um, strengths and stretches, things of that nature, as well as their standardized test. And then every year they build on that. So once they get to high school, if there's, you know, that senior year, if they decide that they want to go back and create um, a portfolio from their entire school experience, they have that and they have access to all of that. And so I think that that that's going to be really cool in the years to come that the students, you know, sometimes, especially if you're moving, if something gets lost, you lose some of those things that you think, how cool would that be to look back on when I'm 18, what I did at eight. And so this is going to give us an opportunity for that reflection piece. And also it's going to help teachers learn their students. So if the teachers will have the student um, introduce themselves with their portfolio from the previous year, then they can see the pieces of work that they already have. And so they see this really in-depth look of where the student really is at an early, quick pace because they get to see previous work that they've never gotten to see before. Yeah, that is very yeah. cool. I've been yeah. preaching portfolios online, especially for years, because I, <laughs> I, I felt like, you know, exactly what you said, you know, it would be great to be in college and look back and go, you know, in the sixth grade, I did this. What was it and where is everything? And and to find it, especially if you were you know going into education, think of the great mm-hmm. resources of going back to your own portfolio and pulling out stuff while you're taking ed classes, you know, in the, at the university level. But, well, and then you're, you were talking about student-led conferences um, in, in, in conjunction with their portfolios. So to me, that's a whole nother, a whole nother piece of it that a, that a lot of schools maybe or a lot of students miss is the, um, I, I'm old school, so I'm going to call it the oral communications and presentation part of that where, you know, they get to stand up and present themselves with their own, you know, pieces, whatever it is they've got in their portfolio, they're presenting themselves. That alone is worth, I mean, literally could be worth tons of money to them down the road, not being kind of the, you know, the got to stand back in the corner and don't call on me, don't talk to me. And, you know, plus the fact that it's integrated into, it's not it's not a separate class. It's not speech. Yes. Where, it, yes. where you're talking – because the hardest part I found whenever I took speech was the hardest part was whenever you're presenting something, it's very structured. Like, okay, you need to do this type of speech. Right. And, like, here's the prompt. Yeah. I might not have any interest in the prompt. I might know – I don't, I don't know anything about the prompt. So whenever you get up, in addition to all the apprehension you have regarding public speaking, it's like I have no real fire for this thing. And any yeah. anytime you, ha- you talk with anyone who's – speaking publicly or even just in private, anytime that they're passionate about something, even you'll see even introverts that would otherwise say absolutely nothing. Right. You get on a, on a subject that they're passionate about and they'll just like talk your ears off. So exactly. <laughs> so, and, and, and yeah, so and every kid, 
Oh, I'm sorry. The other the other piece that I love about this is that it gives the child an opportunity to start a conversation with their parents that maybe they would never get to have otherwise. And so this starts conversations at home, and and, and we get to um, we have our parents give positive feedback, at least one positive, no matter how the child is doing in school, no matter what's going on. And so that lets them at least have a talking point on the way home, no matter how good or bad the right, reflection right. was. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that, you know, that helps us build relationships within the family as well as within our school. Right. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. So, um, and I'm, I'm not familiar with student-led conferences. So is that is that a one-on-one, like they lead it with their parents, or is this like they're presenting in front of all the parents who happen to show up? How does that work? <laughs> They they lead to their parents, and the way that we set this up, um, all schools can do it differently. But we may have, you know, the one the one home based teacher, and there may be three or four or five or six different students presenting to their parent. And then if if they want to have a conversation with the teacher later, or if there's you know some piece that they have a question about, you know the teacher can kind of go over and and redirect or help that conversation out. But it's not about the teacher because it's not a one-to-one situation. The teacher isn't standing there prompting the student. And so at our level at sixth and seventh grade, you know, they see for the first time coming in, we have to own this because our teacher is not going to push this conversation. I have to push this conversation. I have to answer my parents' questions. I'm responsible for exactly what goes on right here, right now. Right, right, yeah. Yes. Well, and and so when they're having these conversations or, or as they're leading these different um, conversations about the work they're doing, I, again, I, I'm, I'm ignorant on this, so I don't know. Is, is that part of their overall assessment? Um, they usually do, we, we usually do a self-reflection, and so the student reflects on how that went, the parents reflect on how that went, and then the student sees how can that go better the first time, and I know a lot of times for the first time that they do this, they don't put much effort and work into it, and so when they're sitting there in front of their parents telling them about their work, and they bomb... <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to do that again. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's in, I would imagine that's yeah. a pretty good motivator, yeah. <laughs> in three months, they don't want that same feeling of my parents are asking me these questions and and I can't answer them because I haven't put any effort into this because I didn't have any work to put into more, my portfolio or into this presentation because I didn't do it. Right, right. exactly. So um, I'm going to change gears just a little bit. We've been talking about students and and their evaluation and their work one of the things you know you and i had talked about um before um when we were kind of exchanging back and forth you said that you're um you're interested in ieps for teachers what what is what do you mean by that well i don't know if that's just a term that i have well it may be you may be you may be the first you may be coining this term (laughs) there you go maybe maybe i am but you know we really want to give every student individualized experience and our teachers are the driving force behind those students and so we should be just as interested in giving the teachers what they need to be the best that they can be um and i know as as a person that prepares quite a bit of professional development and sits through a lot of professional development, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to sit in a professional development that's not state mandated that doesn't really apply to me when right. I could go online and find 10 things that do apply to me. And so I want there to be a better push for each teacher to sit down every year and individualize their own professional development and find a way to to get what they need to push that. And Bloomboard helps with that a little bit, but I think that there's all of this other kind of blank space professional development that we do on a weekly basis or a monthly basis in general, not just at my, my school or district or this state, but everywhere. Sure. Um, and we can make it better. We can make it more applicable. 
Well, that's and what... I think that I feel like we should. I feel like we owe it to our teachers. You know, and I'm a teacher, but I mean, I feel like that's that's part of what we owe to our teachers is making every single thing authentic. Because if we're going to authenticate our teaching to our students and their learning and their educational experiences, we better be able to have the same experience. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, and, that, and what I was going to say was um, one of the things that, that we've started doing at, at our education service center here in Hope um, especially in the summer workshops, although we've been slowly incorporating it um, really, I guess, since last summer, maybe even a little before, maybe before last summer, um, but uh, is incorporating, you know, you, you mentioned Bloomboard and, and tests and those domains, that type of thing, in terms of um, individualized teacher professional growth plans that they have. Mm -hmm. And so we've started as, as best as we can and as best as we are able to tie in or help teachers tie in the various workshops that they're attending into their PGPs um, so that when the, when the teachers uh, are looking at um, a particular workshop, they can, you know, they can look at it and say, um, oh, this, this ties to domain, you know, A3 or 3A or whatever. I'm a tech guy, so I'm, 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 I'm right at the edge of what I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, you know, so you have those different domains. And so they can look at it and they can see, oh, okay, well, you're going to cover these domains. I don't necessarily need that workshop. Or it could be they see a workshop and they can figure out how to tie it, even though their domain isn't listed. They say, well, yeah, but I can take this piece and I can tie it into my personal professional growth plan and to me I think that leads right along with where you're headed with that the, with the IEP for teachers concept absolutely I completely agree with that that's yeah, cool that's cool so I, I had a question and it's kind of backtracking a bit um what uh, machines do your teachers use are you are they using Chromebooks also no, we're not using Chromebooks because of the limitations of programs and actually, you know, some of the download download capabilities. And so we are, what we originally started with was just laptops. And so the teachers just have a Windows operating um, laptop. Okay. Okay. Yeah, see, that's some of the things that we've run into is uh, that there, in, in, in that, when you're creating an IEP for a teacher, to me, that's where you can run into a big problem right off the bat is that, you know, the kids are using one piece of equipment and the teachers are not using that piece of equipment. And uh, there have been a lot of debates in the ed tech, uh, especially for Arkansas, about that. Because, um, well, you know, a teacher could not use Google Chrome, a Chromebook, because then they couldn't use uh, eSchool. Because <laughs> oh. eSchool wouldn't work. Right. So, you know, you got to use something else. Um, so I had that conversation today. No, you can't bring your Chromebook to me. Why would you bring your Chromebook to me? No, it doesn't have Internet Explorer. No, you can't put Internet Explorer on there. No, it doesn't work with eSchool. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's right. one of those things. But, you know, in that, so what PD specifically, have you found anything successful so far this year that you could, you could really tout and say, we did this with this app or we did this with this website or we did this with integrating technology into the classroom? Have you had any real big success this year you could share with us? Um, well, I think with this year, because this, this year was, uh, at the beginning of the year, this was the first time we were genuinely one-to-one. -one. We were two-to-one last year throughout the year. Um, one of the great, one of the great things that is your Chrome app launcher that you put on your Windows laptop. And when you launch that, it looks just like the kid's Chromebook. And sure. so when you're mirroring something, it's easy to mirror on the screen and they can see what you're doing with Google Chrome um, and with, with all of that. The other thing is just expanding our Google apps. So, you know, pretty much the Google suite of how do we, you know, moving um, in the SAMR model, moving to substitution, moving to um, augmentation, because I feel like, you know, I'm really pushing for modification by the end of the school year with my teachers. But, you know, right now we're just in the substitution mode. Um, we have a project share out night tomorrow night. And one of the teachers was telling me about this, this great model this student had done. And I said, oh, did she also think about maybe doing um, like a viewer where everyone, it was of the Coliseum. I said, did you think about, you know, her having a 3D image to where you could go through and actually feel like you're going through the Coliseum and where the 
Spartans. And so I was saying, you know, you could feel like you were a Spartan and you were sparring with someone and all of this other stuff. And I get these like, oh, didn't think about that looks. And so I think that we're still in a a little bit of the, you know, redefinition stage of. Learning what it can do and learning. um, Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you there. I thought you paused and I think it was a lag. <laughs> yeah, there was, yeah, I think <laughs> it was, it was a, a lag in the, in the <laughs> connection. So, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I, but I, think, I think that's an important piece that, that you've said a couple of times now is, A, this is the first year that you're really, that you are one-to-one. And so, I guess I should say not and, but so um, your teachers and students for that matter are just starting to figure out how to do some of those things and like the things that you're talking about. And I think that's where folks like you really come in, come in and be very helpful for the teachers because you're able to think of those things that the students aren't necessarily going to think of themselves and teachers who aren't used to <coughs> incorporating those types of content, they're definitely not thinking about it. You know, they're, a lot of them, frankly, are still at the, not only substitution stage, but how do I, you know, I still haven't quite figured out how to make it. this work. Yeah, right. you know, so so you want yeah. you want me to incorporate what? I'm still figuring out how do I turn it on, right. um, you know, literally, yeah. you know, but um, and, but I think that's where um, that, the, the kind of thinking that, that you just, you know, that you uh, explained here, that's going to come as, especially, I think, as students see other students doing it mm-hmm. and as teachers see teachers and students doing that. Uh, and so really, ultimately, that's going to kind of push you to think even further outside of the box, which is cool. Yeah, I, I really hope that I you know get to continue to be pushed all of the time. And one of the things that what I, I really try to tell every single teacher, and I'm very upfront with my students, um, I don't necessarily know more than you do. I don't know how to do everything. Maybe I'm going to tell you to figure it out because I don't know. And I want you to teach me and it's okay. And I try to teach them how to be respectful with that within their own classrooms, because there's going to be things that they learn from me that they can take back to core classrooms and, and be a leader. And that's something that I really tried. I really worked on last year was when our Chromebooks were, were new to the building was having groups of students go up and talk to their class about that. So one or two students say, here's how we use this. Here's how we do this. This is how we get into this program. This is how we download an app. This is, you know, (laughs) this is what's new to us. The other thing that I was going to say that we use all the time is we finally got everyone on board with Google Classroom. And we use that for our professional development. We use that in our classrooms. We use that pretty much everywhere as our, our medium of, of getting information back and forth from student to teacher. And really, it, it just being a plethora of information. And it's so ever-changing that they're adding so many new and cool options to it, like um, co-teachers and things of that nature, that we, this year, are... Um, we're kind of trying to push keyboarding into some lower grades. And so we're working with fifth grade teachers to say, you know, here's, here's good uh, information about what, what to tell students. We've met, we've created videos and put them up for that. Um, different things like that, that we've done that I think have been really helpful to show other teachers mm-hmm. how you sure. can use something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and one of the things that, that you had mentioned, I want to kind of back up a little bit. Um, is that, um, you know, sometimes a student comes to you with an issue or a problem or what have you, and, and you, you know, and, and you freely admit, you know, hey, you know what, I'm not sure, I don't know that answer. And um, that, to me, that's one of those key elements, and, and there are several other folks that we've talked to, that we've worked with, um, and, and I, I, I've really grabbed on to, even when you know the answer, you pretend you don't. <laughs> right? right because because Sometimes that forces the them yeah. right? right that forces it, them yeah. to think about it to research it and you know well i'm not exactly sure let's see if we can figure this out right. and and kind of help them to instill learn. that sort of attitude of like yeah. i don't know how to find i don't know what how this works i'll figure it out myself right because so often yeah. we've gotten into this habit of, of spoon feeding 
right. in education where it's like, I don't know how to solve this. Let me go to the teacher and ask because right. there is no other source of knowledge and I cannot find it myself. Yes. So, you know, and, and that's all changed. You know, I, right. there's lots of sources of information. Yes, so. the, the internet <laughs> is a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing. <laughs> so I noticed you're doing your grad work. Um, is this a big part of your grad work? Are you are you are you going to turn out a book when you finish? I think that's right, what I see here. <laughs> that, that's that's where he's going with it. I don't know if that's where you're going with it. Um, well, I'm I'm considering that more for my doctorate because what I've found in my in my master's studies is I'm trying to finish up a master's in a year on top of a 12-hour um, ESL certification. So essentially. I'm trying to finish up 48 hours, 45, 48 hours in a year's time and figure out, you know, how to still teach. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but what I'm figuring out through all of this is that we're pushing online education further and further into our public schools, down to lower level um, <laughs> uh, students, and yet we have no research, we have no data, we have no best practices, we have we have nothing that, you know, really can help guide us in some of those situations. And so I feel like that's probably going to, if I pursue my doctorate after this, I'm, I'm probably, that's probably going to be part of my thesis of looking at online education how that changes homeschooling, how that changes elementary, how that changes the days that we are in school versus out of school, sure. how we don't miss instruction time um, over, you know, missed days of class, over um, winter weather, different things like that. And so those are all different things that I'm kind of kind of looking towards um, through this, as well as how do we make um, that seamless school where you don't have to transition into, well, this is my English class and this is my business class and this is my science class. Right. This is the class where I learn about a concept and I integrate all of these classes within that and I produce work versus I have a worksheet, I have right, a scavenger exactly. hunt, I have something else. And so those are two things that I'm really passionate about right now is just integrating as many things together to make the learning experience as authentic as possible for every single one of our students at every single level. Yeah, awesome. That is, that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, um, impressive. Yeah. Um, we're gonna. We're gonna we'll see. We, yeah. that's, right. well, that's how we all roll. If, that's if, okay. If, no if you survive that. it all, it sounds yeah, great. That's how we all roll. <laughs> um, I, we're gonna switch gears um, uh, before time gets too far away from us, um, and I just want to talk to you about the Arc Ed Chat. Um, you know, <clears throat> talk to us a little bit about uh, how you got involved, and if you have any. Oh, I don't know. A little spoiler or hint or a teaser about things to come with Arc Ed Chat. Sneak peeks. Sneak That's right. Peek. That'd be awesome. We could we could get the exclusive uh, preview. Yeah. Who is Luke's father? Oh, no, <laughs> no Star Wars. Spoilers. I've been sworn to secrecy. I'll have to come kill you. No. Yeah. <laughs> I I am your father. Uh, <laughs> It's me in disguise. Um, well, Arcade Chat started as something that Daisy Dyer Dewar and I started working together. And um, I, I was her, and she got the job at, at St. Paul. And this was a coming home for me because it's where I graduated from. And so we pretty much decided from day one, because I wasn't planning on switching jobs, um, let's just change the entire school. Let's take everything by storm. Let's well, change the entire go. school. And let's create a learning environment for these kids that they've never had before that I didn't have when I was here. And so, you know, it, it took some time. It took a whole lot of grant writing and, and we started out and we just started trying to find like-minded people and you have to find that. Um, and the thing that I had, when I had just gotten out of college, I was using Twitter. And so I kept saying, we've got to use Twitter. We've got to do this. And she said, finally said, okay, tell me about it. Walk me through this. She figured it out and <laughs> took Twitter by storm and yeah, just no pushed kidding. through. 
and we decided, she decided, we decided, however you want to say that, um, about a year later, let's do a chat for our state. And it started there with the two of us, and it's continued till today. So it's, you know, it's just one of those things that we feel, we both feel very passionate about, and we feel like it's helped us grow as oh, professionals, sure. I feel like I always have an outlet for anything. I feel like my P, my PLN really pushes me harder than than anyone else I could possibly, you know, be working with, be in the presence of. Like I feel like it just connected me so much, and I I always love the feeling I get after Arcad Chat because I always feel a hundred times better. I feel ready to go into work on Friday and plan for the next week because I feel like I have a whole new outlook. I feel like there's a ton of things I want to get done. And so it's just such a positive experience for me that, you know, I definitely always want to continue that um, as long as we can. Sure. Uh, spoiler alerts. Let's see. Tomorrow we're talking grading. Um, that's such a hot topic for us because... Yes. Um, while she's working on some more professional things, some consulting, her book, um, you know, changing the face of rural education. Right now, you know, I'm kind of wanting to push my district into some pass-fail courses, some different things of that nature to where we're really more competency-based. And I think that many schools are really scared to move away from the letter grades to the competency-based scoring and so that's kind of a few things that we're going to touch on tomorrow yeah yeah well um and and i'll definitely uh add this <laughs> tomorrow but while we're talking about it today <laughs> you know um and in fact one this is one of the things that jeff and i were talking with his superintendent yesterday as a matter of fact and you know one of the big issues with getting away from the a to f grading is not even necessarily the teachers and students and the culture of the district, but parents have a hard time because mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's what we grew up with. We grew up with A to F. So right. in order to break away from that, you know, you, we have to, we have to help parents understand what the difference is and why we're, you know, why we're looking at moving in that direction. Um, mm -hmm. What does this mean in terms of, going off to college, what does this, you know, how does that translate into the way the rest of the world works? Um, and I think that's one of the biggest issues with getting away from A to F, but we'll save, we'll save that for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that is, that's awesome. So, all right. So um, you're, so you've, you've kind of touched on um, some of the things that you're looking forward to in terms of working with the district. Uh, for example, like we just talked about getting, uh, helping move toward that competency-based um, grading scale. What are some of the other things you've got going on? Are you, uh, I, I have no idea. Do you, do you present, you know, do you travel and present? Or are you, uh, um, of course, other than the 900 hours you're working on your various that. certifications and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you only have 900 things. What's, what's the next yeah. hundred things you're doing? What's, <laughs> um, well, right now I pretty much just present for Arkansas Business Educators Association. And so oh, yeah. just kind of whatever their needs are, um, I, I usually present on, you know, social media, how to use it in your classroom, how, you know, how that can make you a better teacher, how that can get you more connected. And then also with, with keyboarding, I'm, um, I do quite a bit of, you know, keyboarding uh, presentations with that. I've scaled back on that. Daisy and I presented um, quite a bit for about a year together, and we traveled some. We went mm -hmm. to um, Educon. We went to ISTE and presented one year. Um, but I haven't, I haven't really been in a position where, um, I've gotten to pursue that, but I'm hoping in the years to come, I'm able to kind of look more towards that because my real passion is, um, helping teachers integrate technology into their classrooms. And yeah. so I'm getting my master's in curriculum. So <laughs> that's where, <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. That's right. That, yeah. I, that's well, like you said, you know, between that and your, um, uh, <laughs> Oh, crud. Now, what'd you say? Uh, your uh, LEP? My English is a uh, second language. Yeah, ESL. Language ESL. I'm yes. so close. Yeah. <laughs> that, other, that other acronym among the billions that we have to keep track of. 
Hey, well, listen, we want to thank you for being on the show because we've got to get Daisy back on. When we had Daisy on, we had a terrible technical problem trying to use a new set, (laughs) trying to use Blab. You've probably heard of Blab. So, of course, yes. Blab is wonderful. It just doesn't work in this kind of situation. (laughs) But um, uh, we want to thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll get you back soon. If you have anything come up, let us know. We'd love to have you on and tell us about any changes that you got going on or any successes that you have. Yeah. Well, that would be great. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate being on. Y'all awesome. have a great school year this year. Thanks, you too. And we will see you at Arc Ed Chat. Yeah. We'll... All right. See y'all tomorrow night at Arc Ed Chat. All right. All right that bye-bye. is 8 o'clock Central Time. <laughs> so cool. Um, also, uh, Sabra can be found on Twitter at S A B R A P R O. That's Sabra Pro. So you can uh, follow her on Twitter and keep up with uh, what she's got going got going on. And uh, again, uh, Arc Ed Chat is Thursday evenings, 8 p.m. Central Time, and that is hashtag A-R-K-E-D-C-H-A-T, Arc Ed Chat. And you can follow along there where evidently tomorrow they're talking about grading and assessment. Grading and assessing. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, hey, listen, uh, Want to thank her for coming on. It's good. Oh, yeah. First, first show of the year. Um, if she, if she's still listening, or if anyone's listening out there, it's good to have a someone like that on for the very first show in the new year, 2016. As Greg says, it is the future. <laughs> All over. Our yeah, flux, sure. our flux capacitor is capacitating. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, I tell you what, we're gonna jump out real quick. You listen to radio.edutechguys.com. Gonna jump out real quick and take a little listen to some Nick C, who's one of our favorites yeah. to put out there. And uh, we'll be right back in just a bit. Uh, with some more Edutech Guys Radio. There's a win your only face and I know it's true Well like shining
Nick C, our featured artist of the week, and uh, we appreciate him letting us uh, put out his jams to you guys and uh, taking a listen to what he's got. You can actually go check out uh, everything he's got going on right now at nickc.com. Nickc.com. <laughs> that is N-I-K-S-E-A.com. And um, you want I don't know if this is where we are in the show, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do our own spoiler. Throw it out there, baby. I'm gonna do our own spoiler. Spoil ourselves. Next week we've got Dr. Jim Beagley, uh, and he'll be our featured guest. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, you Jeff should, you should pay now. attention more. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was getting the newsletter. What's going <laughs> yeah, on here? I, I was getting the newsletter. Yeah, no. So we're gonna have Gosh. Dr. Jim Beagley. So uh, that's that's gonna be very cool. You know, I am the heart and soul of this show, and I should know what's going. <laughs> I'm kidding. Boy, I just got a bad look. <laughs> oh. Hey, there's already a guy scraping my name off the door. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's something we got to talk about off air. <laughs> oh, listen, by the way, you're fired. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. We, we jest, yes. uh, I mean, immensely. So, no, it's. We like to have fun on the show. We do. No, we don't. We're very serious. You shut up. Oh, Are we sorry. Very serious? <laughs> yes. Very serious. Hey, it's been a great show. Um, I'm excellent. Sorry we're about serious. the front end. If you're listening to us now, on the podcast, oh, am I supposed to have this on? We have, I we have okay. fixed the we have fixed the the intro of the show. If you're listening to us live, then you caught David repeating the same two words over and over and over <laughs> again. We probably I'm not was sure what that was about. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. Contrary to popular belief, uh, that was not intentional. Uh, you know, sometimes it is. This well, time it was not. I'm pretty sure stroke. we. I installed. We needed extra power to the USB, so I have a small hamster running in a wheel here. I <laughs> he think that tired. was the piece that dropped into the digital conundrum <laughs> that is the Edutech Guys Radio yes. Show. <laughs> It the is digital so conundrum. The yeah, digital conundrum. Yeah, that, that should be our our subtitle or our tag. Or yeah, something. We need to label sure. all the equipment Everything. with that digital D- conundrum. Digital conundrum. You know, it's funny. She was talking about social media. Um, we just moved to a new website. Uh, we're moving to a new website. It's it's at, at Hope Public Schools. At Hope Public Schools. Oh, Thank I was you. Like, not, I was not, 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 not we. <laughs> no. I was like, man, I really am out of the loop. Yeah, the ours, other week. Ours still we, says we. Happy Holidays because I feel like until I take my Christmas tree down, it's Happy Holidays. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, we just moved. We're moving to a new website. It it it's hot now. We're actually populating it, and then in the next few days or we'll first of next week, DNA we'll bring server. a hot. Um, it's Aptegy. Aptegy dot com. A p p t e g y dot com. Uh, Arkansas-based company. Yeah. Uh, nice nice guys and girls, uh, men and women, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, <laughs> and any other genders you want to throw but you know, all that, they really they really hit the social media thing. They really understand the social oh, yeah. media thing. Um, yeah. All of our kids and all of our parents are on social media, and that's the quickest way to reach them. And uh, just like Sabre said, that's the quickest way to reach the people. That's the way to find out what's going on and become somebody. That's the what is, is there for. To hit social media in the classroom and, you know. Find out what's what's going down. Yeah. I was very impressed that you know she's she's pretty hot on top of that topic, and that's very obvious because Arcad Chat's been around for a while, mm-hmm. and you know they've they've done a wonderful job with Arcad Chat. Well, and and much you know much of their testament. One of the one of the things, at least in in my from my perspective, you know there are every state has their own Ed Chat. I mean, you can look up you know MN Ed Chat, you can look up NY Ed Chat, yeah. all that stuff. But to me, one of the, the true tells of how well things are going is when you go in and you participate, how many folks from outside that state are yeah. participating? And I have to You're tell right. you, ArcEd Chat has folks coming in from all over, and they're participating. And to me, that's just that's awesome. I, mean, I think you that's a, you're exactly right because that, that's a big one. I like to participate in other state chats too. Yes, yes. So I'll I go out well. to other state chats and participate because you know you learn a lot of stuff. Right. You know the other key tell here is the fact that it stuck. Um, they started it and yeah. it stuck. Anyone could have done hashtag the real Arcade Chat or <laughs> AR Chat. Or, you know, <laughs> the you know real what I'm saying? AR <laughs> I mean, they, right, right. It, it's that whole thing about you know. You don't hold the monopoly on the you know, right. hashtags. Right, right. So, but they've done a really good job of, of and it's very popular. Uh, you know, very, very popular. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Anything you want to add? 
Any Google tips? Oh, uh, I have a Do sort have of a a related, it's not actually a Google Apps feature, but it's a nice extension for Google Chrome. Uh, the other day I was working through our MDM and I needed to open up a bunch of links at the same time in tabs. I was opening up various uh, pages for devices. Um, and I was doing it one at a time over and over and over again. And right. I was like, there's got to be a better way to do this. <laughs> um, and so I found this extension for Google Chrome called Link Clump. Um, and what it does is it allows you to hold a key on your keyboard and drag select a sequence of links, and it will open all of those links in tabs. So Link clump. Link clump, one word. Link clump. Right. <laughs> and it's very, very handy for that sort of situation where it's like, I need to open all of these, and I don't want to sit here going click, click, click over and over again. Uh, it can do other things. I think it can also, you can set it to, based on what key you're holding whenever you drag, uh, you can also set it to do something along the lines of like you can bookmark multiple links at the same time. So if you want to, if you've got like a page you've opened up that's all really cool stuff and you want to bookmark all of the individual links that come off of that page, you just hold down whatever key on the keyboard and drag select the links and then you're all, they're all in your bookmarks. So that's very cool. A handy little extension. That is Link pretty handy. Mm -hmm. huh. Well, Link. there you go. What? I, I, it just, I, I'm just like, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny. But, it's, it. but, it's, but it's so funny that you, like you said, though, there's got to be an easier way know, to do this. Like, and sure like, enough, somebody else had the exact same thought. Exactly. Oh, this is crazy. It's yeah, got to be exactly. a better way no. to do this. The difference is they created the app. We're using it. Exactly. <laughs> or That's, we're not. He is. Thank goodness for the internet. I don't have to do all the work. I can benefit from other people's generosity. There you go. That's right. Exactly. So, Link Clump. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll put it out on the Twitter here in just a bit. We'll drop it out there, too. Yeah. Uh, the tweeter, Twitter, tweet, Twitter, tweet, That thing. <laughs> careful, careful. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, it's been a great show. Um, we're gonna get off here before I get myself in trouble. Oh. David's wanted to bring. He gets me. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna get us kicked off the FCC. <laughs> oh wait, the FCC wait, doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with well, this. Oh. That's right. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for everybody that's listening out there. Uh, look, we have some folks that have tuned in to listen. We're back live every Wednesday. At 4 o'clock, coming to you from Hope, Arkansas, from the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op. And we want to thank Hope Public Schools for letting us do this. I want to thank Greg and David for putting up with me every time because it's a madhouse when I get here. And it's like every time we try something new, and then it's like, why is it not working? Well, it's because we I, waited five minutes before it started. I the exact same setup any two times in any two shows. It's always been something slightly different every time. Well, we keep changing yes. stuff. And I, I kind of got a new mic, which I want to thank, again, CDWG for uh, sponsoring us with microphones. Um, I got a new mic too, and so we've been trying to do all that. We're trying to get this as, uh, as streamlined, uh, streamlined and, and as digital as possible. Right. So right. everything we have is actually USB and it's pure digital. Yeah. So uh, the only thing that's not is actually the link from the iPad to the actually USB mixing board that we use, oh, yeah. which is analog. <laughs> so um, we're getting there. We're, we're getting, getting there. there. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, it's been a great show. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Uh, we have Dr. Jim Bigley. Jim on, Bigley. The, on the site. See, I didn't even know because nobody tells Jeff anything. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just wasn't paying attention as usual. Sure. Hey, listen, I'm Jeff it's Madlock. I'm Greg Moore. And I'm David Henderson. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site is programmed for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.